Today's show is brought to you by Harry's. Please visit harrys.com and use the promo code BIGGESTPROBLEM to save $5 off your first purchase. Welcome to The Biggest Problem in the Universe, the show where we discuss every problem in the universe from ants to terrorism. With over 4 million downloads, this is the only show where you decide what should or shouldn't be on the big list of problems. I'm Maddox. With me is Dick. Hey, what's up, buddy? And Sean, our audio engineer. Welcome back, guys. Hey, I think the guy who came up with that bit deserves some credit, by the way. I don't know if you ever mentioned this on the podcast, but I was cruising the problems list on our website, biggestproblemintheuniverse.com. And I saw a guy list a whole bunch yeah. of these intros, right. like blank to blank. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. first of all, I'm I'm the guy who came up with the bit. Okay. Second, those ones that he listed, when uh-huh. I first mentioned it on the podcast, when I used one of his, I, I gave him credit. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, several that. times. I've used the, every one of his that I've used. I I gave him credit. But yeah, thanks. There, there were a lot of those were really funny. <laughs> that sounded like a sarcastic thank you. No, I I liked him. Oh, yeah. okay. Anyway, how'd we do? What did we find out? What did we discover? What did we learn about our fans last week? Well, we learned that they're idiots. Stonewalling vegans came in the number one problem from last week with uh, more than more a bigger problem than paralysis. Guys, you disappoint me. And me, me too. Look, guys, I, I, I know. I'm not disingenuous when I say this. I absolutely believe that paralysis is a a bigger problem. Way bigger problem. Yeah, than stonewalling vegans. And then the artificial scarcity of pretzel buns. uh, Fuck off with that problem. That shouldn't even be on the list. Who cares? But paralysis legitimately is a bigger problem than than the minor inconvenience of being annoyed when you go to dinner. I don't know. This This is who we are when we're invisible, right? Like everybody can get on TV and say how much and get on Facebook and say how much they want to support paralysis and ALS and whatever. But when they're when they're in the voting booth, when they've got their vote to give, they vote eh, stonewalling vegans. I, I haven't even run into one, but Maddox's story annoyed me so much that I'm upvoting that. Yeah, right. Yeah. It was a, it was a good it was a good tag team effort that that last episode. Mm. Stonewalling vegans. Huge, huge problem, but paralysis is way bigger. Way bigger. <laughs> this guy says, hey, Dick, regarding your paralysis problem, my mom was a physical attendant for a school friend of mine who had muscular dystrophy. Uh, this is Sergeant Bravo. It's a muscle disease that weakens the, mu- uh, the musculoskeletal system and hampers locomotion. He was literally skin and bone and was phys- physically unable to do many things, like lift his head up. While he was able to enjoy life to the best of his abilities, I can't even imagine how much of a struggle it was for him. Yeah, this is, did we not make, does this point need to be made? Does everyone not know how horrible it is that it only gets 500 votes? No, it got, it got about, nine. as of this recording, 924 votes. It's not that far from stonewalling vegans. But guys, you know what I've noticed about our fans, Dick, is, and this, this is something that really annoys me. Personally, is I see the problems that, that that consistently get upvoted in the section, sometimes over bigger problems. Yeah, yeah, are personal annoyances and minor grievances. Uh. Like for example, the uh, death versus hoverboard hoaxes thing. Like no, yeah, no, was, no, 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 no. Yeah. Okay, no, for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah. You don't. You don't believe that hoverboard hoaxes is a bigger problem than death. You don't believe that. Yeah, but Nobody believes that. Death is not that. nuanced enough. Like no. death is way too big because you can't have meat without death. 
and meat is one of your biggest solutions. Right. You cannot have meat without the death of animals. Right. But, so, you but there you go. But Dick, you don't have to make that case with every fucking thing. You don't have to. I don't have to come out and, and make the, the case that uh, death is a bad thing because it affects people. Everyone can think of one, at least one aspect of death that's good and one aspect of death that's bad. Even, that's why it even hoverboards. Get even hoverboard hoaxes, dickhead. Hoverboard hoaxes was good in that without it, we wouldn't have had that episode. There you go, dickhead. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, it's uh, the same I guess thing. It, it's, it's the same thing. You're right. It's exactly the no, same. No, everything has positives and negatives, man. That's why I brought in dumb people during a solutions episode, got downvoted, because there are some advantages to dumb people. It's good to have a uh, an intelligence deficit because without it, those people wouldn't be doing their jobs that we rely on. Uh-huh. Right? I'm getting too confused. But this guy goes on. Unfortunately, his friend died in his early 20s due to choking on phlegm. Have you, is that a worry for stonewalling vegans? You ever got to worry about choking on phlegm because you have no, uh, you can't handle, you can't control your throat muscles? His death hit both my mom and me very hard. I totally agree that paralysis is a huge problem, and I have trouble understanding why Maddox thinks it's a bad idea for charity to gain more attention and support than other charities. Regardless of which charity gets more support, the support is going toward a positive thing. And no, right that's about, stupid. That's part of it. You that's were also shit-talking my paralysis problem right. with your hard-on for shitting on Superman. No, that's part it, of the problem too. With, no, this has nothing to do with Superman. I specifically, so Dick, I was I was trying to look this up, and uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't let me you you uh, you wouldn't let me bring this up in the well, last what's episode. This? What's this? This the stat that I posted on the website. Did you mm-hmm. see the the copy that I well, wrote? Well, I saw your bullshit. No, it's not bullshit. I posted a graph. It was from Vox.com. You got to give some context to this though, because the argument was over what charity get what disease gets more funding right that was the argument and i said cancer gets billions of dollars it doesn't it doesn't. absolutely not, does it doesn't not i mean not not according to this uh, according to this it says where we donate versus what diseases kill us uh-huh. and number one the number one foundation the number one cause of donation is breast cancer by far okay, it's, cancer. it's number one followed by Prostate cancer. So okay. cancer also. All right. right this right. isn't looking good for you. Well, Throw more in the cancer bucket. It hasn't added up to a billion. First of all, Dick, even if it is, let's say two, three billion, that's a drop I, in the bucket. It's not. It's nothing. A drop it's in nothing. the bucket of what? Of, um, of the amount of money that we should be spending to eradicate this disease. Well, how much you want to spend? 20 billion? Pretty much as much as it takes because it's killing so many people. I but mean, what do you mean as much as it Dick, takes? Let me finish this point here. Okay. Then, then if you look at the deaths, the number of deaths, the number one killer, heart disease. And and b- by the way, that shows up number three on the list. Then uh-huh. after, like right after heart disease, is the ALS motor disease motor disease challenges. Like that that includes any kind of like paralysis, ALS, yeah. all these like motor disease challenges, right. motor neural diseases is what they call them. Mm-hmm. So that came number three, and the number of deaths that that causes is the bottom of the list. It's like dead last. But, but that yeah. got way more donations, way more charity than than uh, AIDS research. Uh, yeah. just for that one year though, right? You're Suicide. Not, that's not every year. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's that one year. We only, one year. We, but we only have one data point. These stats are all per year. This that is, was. This is a stat that's been ginned up to prove what he's saying about ALS. It's like, not that's ginned not, up. Yeah, this was made specifically for the year of the huge ice bucket challenge. But it's not just that, Dick. It also shows you other diseases that kill us and ha- and where our money goes relative to the number of deaths. Well, you know, find a narrative and then yeah. cherry pick your facts to support it. Cancer, billions of dollars every year. Obesity. Heart disease, billions of dollars. It's not. No. All, anti, all that anti-smoking ad, what do you think that, how much do you think that runs up? How much do you think anti-smoking money is? How much money do you think they spend on anti-smoking? 
I don't know. Hun- Got to be hundreds of millions. All those ads, all yeah. this research, yeah. all this. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't matter to you? It's, it's not it's enough. It's heart disease? Look, man, just look at this graph. It's really simple to look at. Just look at the number of deaths that we have and where our money is spent. It's not proportional. Breast cancer is the number one charity right now. Like, and it, it Can- doesn't affect- Cancer. Breast, cancer. No, breast cancer specifically. Yes, but cancer research isn't like, well, we solved breast cancer, fuck all the other cancers. Like, surely when they address some cancer concerns, there's overlap Dick, in do the you research. Un- do you understand that breast cancer, prostate cancer, ALS- uh, suicide, every single thing that kills us combined, combined is still less than heart disease. Right. Like heart disease is the number one thing. As far as I'm concerned, heart disease should trump breast cancer, prostate cancer, ALS challenge, suicide research, everything that everything, because it's killing so many people. That's not where the money's but how going. How much money goes into making people live healthier? Like how much money is spent on trying to get people to eat healthier and exercise more? There's only so much you can like Eventually, you have to move your fat ass to fix heart disease. That's a good like, point. You can't swallow a pill and get rid of heart disease. You have to live healthy. You can get chemo. You can get irradiated to fix some types of cancer, but you can't you can't rewind the clock on 50 years of living like a fucking slob. The perception yeah. is people think heart disease is more preventable than cancer. Yeah, so so what are you going to what am I going to spend money on fixing something that some shithead's been building up for 50 years of drinking and smoking like Don Draper? Right. Say, it's, like you, but, you can't do you're, that. You're oversimplifying the heart disease problem. Heart disease doesn't just affect people who are chronically obese or excessively obese. There are a lot of obese people who don't get heart disease. There are a lot of skinny people who do. Heart disease is, is a is a condition that a lot of people have. Um, it's a, it's something that that can strike anyone anytime, regardless of your lifestyle. So that's why it's a big problem. A lot of it's hereditary, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh Uh-oh. Somebody had a solution about that once. All right, what do we, do we got any? (laughs) I got another comment. Um, This one's from uh, Dan Ruggs. He says, Christopher Reeves didn't give a shit about paralysis until it happened to him. (laughs) no. You guys didn't give a shit about paralysis (gasps) as a problem until Maddox brought it up last episode. Hmm? Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm the hero. You're part of the problem, then. I'm the hero. Because you're bringing up things. No, I mean, look, you're, you're, that undermines your argument that you just made, right? It's all research and all money that we spend <laughs> towards good, right? I don't think I'm trying to make an argument. I'm just saying billions of, it, it doesn't matter. I got more, uh, more advice on getting girls off. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, from Will, William Surrett. I'm not even going to read it. I'm going to read one from Lori Foster. Uh, listening to men give general advice about how to make women come is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> this is from a woman, yeah. by the way, guys, yeah. who I agree with uh, and who's hot, which matters. Every <laughs> woman is completely different and general advice is horse shit. It's pretty fucking simple. Just ask the woman you're with how to make her come. No, well, she's wrong about no, that. No, that's absolutely true. I agree <laughs> with that. I agree. Oh. Every woman's different. Like, you gotta ask. I mean, they're not all different, but generally, some women get off certain ways. Certain things do it for them, you, you know. Yeah, she'll tell you you'll do it. She'll help. She'll come tongue emoticon. Well, there you go. Yeah, I think if a guy has like this real specific advice on how to get girls off, he's probably not been with a lot of girls, right? Because like when they say it, I'm like, okay, so how many girls has this work done for you? Yeah. Like be honest. Three, maybe three or four. No, Uh, there's certain girls. Like I've been with, I've been with girls. Like one of one of the few girls I've been with who was never able to orgasm. I. 
at one point, uh, I asked her, I said, well, what would do it for you? What uh, What do you like? And it, it was a conversation. It was something that was, like, so specific to her yeah. that— well, Wait, what was it? I'm not going to get into details. Oh, uh, had change? she never had one? Uh, no, she'd never. She'd, she'd only had, like, one or two in her life. Uh, one was through masturbation. One was through sex. But it was— uh, really rare. She says it's 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 only happened two times in her life, and so was she it, told me what the what the specific thing was. But it was so specific to her. Was it something on her body, like that you had to touch? Uh, no, it wasn't. It was a it was a certain set of conditions. I'll just say that much. It was a certain set of conditions. Like it had to be a full moon, kind of. Really? Not, not quite like full moon, but Did it yeah, have it to was, be nighttime, like a time of day. Yes, it, it had to be nighttime. But that's in all. I'm gonna, that's all I'm gonna say. I don't want to get too specific. Why? I don't, in case, in uh, case somebody learns how to get this poor girl off. <laughs> come on, not, there might be a lot of this girl. No, I don't want to get into the details. But suffice it to say that some girls have specific things, and I agree with Lori's advice, which is ask them. Why not? Yeah, too much talking already. <laughs> Uh, is it your co-host? Oh my God! Tell us more about her on your <laughs> my game co-host. show. This is my second week of production. How is it and, going? Uh, great. It's it's a lot. Uh, Dick, I am working with uh, every day with like fifteen to twenty people, and legitimately, I don't have a problem with any of them. And this is the first time I've ever worked on anything, anything with this amount of people, where everybody gets along, everybody does their job, everybody does their part, and we all like each other, and no one's a pain in the ass, and then there's no drama. It's like. I, it's a wow. miracle. I, I love it so much. Well, if you don't know who the asshole is, <laughs> <laughs> we've had we've had a, a pool on the uh, on the show on the set um, uh-huh. this last week. So this this guy was like, "Hey, I think I'm going to go carb free to to lose a little bit of weight." And this girl, the one of the producers, says, uh, "Hey, uh, you know what? To show you solidarity, I'm going to go in with you on this pool." Or I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna help. I'm gonna go carb free. Then another guy said, "I bet I could beat all you guys and be carb free for the end of the week." And then I, oh, that's the last thing I heard. And I just said, "I'm in. Whatever it is, I'm in." And so I threw myself into this stupid fucking pool where we're all going carb free and we're all betting on who's gonna eat carbs first. And so the producers are starting to fuck with us now. Like yesterday for lunch, all we got were hamburgers, onion rings, French fries. Nothing we can eat. It's all carbs. (laughs) It's all carbs. And the day before, they got Thai food, and they had they had three dishes. Excuse me, four dishes. Three of them had rice in it. So it's specifically they're fucking with us. They're getting stuff we can't eat to see who'll break first. Uh, And we're all we're all miserable. We're hating it. We're like munching. I'm foraging. I'm just putting fistfuls of mixed nuts in my mouth, and (laughs) and I'm I'm just eating jerky whenever I can. I'm eating anything, and then. Uh, they've made an exception for alcohol, thank God, but that's it. Yeah, it's been, that's been a pain in the ass, but other than that, it's been good. So did you win? Uh, we know, we know who, there's a guy who, who ducked out early. He Uh had to leave for one day early for production. Yeah. We're like 99% sure he ate carbs. Yeah. Yeah. How can you tell? You gotta smell their farts, right? You can smell each other's farts. Uh, it's the only way to know for sure. I'll tell you this, man. When you start, when you start cutting back on carbs, you will see a difference in your poop. Yeah. I, it's all like no wipers for me. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. What else do we got? I got more from the uh, the terrorist guy that wrote in last week. Oh, let's hear. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's he hear his rebuttal. That, I don't know if it's a rebuttal. You, a lot of people would consider this educational. Do you think it's? Uh, I thought it was really interesting that he wrote in. However, there was one big fact that he got wrong last episode, and he was saying he said that there's no evidence that terrorism occurs in the countries with poor economic development and and high poverty, et cetera, et cetera. Well, mm. I looked at the the where terrorism is affecting the most people, and it's all countries with poor economic development and high unemployment. There, I mean, that's pretty strong evidence. Yeah. Uh, well, he said that. Um 
The U.S. supporting bin Laden himself is a myth. The U.S. supported parts of the anti-Soviet resistance, and bin Laden was a part of that resistance. Exactly, that's Using my point. that as evidence that the U.S. supported bin Laden himself, though, is a fallacy of composition, is a leap in logic. Oh, my the God. The U.S. funded oh. native Afghan That's a little groups. bit of a semantic argument. Yeah. Really, you think it's so? Very yeah. semantic, Funding yeah. the group? All we right. funded a group. Like, look, man, if you, you fund— You guys are going to get on this guy's list. You better watch it. Yeah. All right, that's, a, that's what he had to say. It was interesting. I'm glad you wrote in. Uh, Dick, I got a new bit. I don't know if you're going to like it. Probably not. Uh, here it is. Is it more gotcha? Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> here it is. Dick Masterson. Instant amnesia. All right. So I got this mm. new bit called Dick Masterson Instant Amnesia. Mm-hmm. This came from episode 33, Dick. I don't know if you remember saying this. Listen to this. I mean, it's hard to make the case that uh, just in general, as a blanket statement, all, co- all products come from China are crap. Because I'm we- not saying it's all. Well, I, I mean, I'll- admit that I'm not saying it's all. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then here's uh, here's what you said um, a mere, I think, 35 seconds earlier. I do think that everything comes out of there that we get access to is garbage. I do think yeah. that everything comes out of there is garbage. That everything comes out of there is garbage. Is garbage. Dick uh, Masterson. Instant amnesia. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to get, it's hard to even move my emotional needle on these. Like, it's hard to get upset about them because you know that. If I were to say all of it is crap, you'll say, no, 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 some percentage of it, all these little percents, but you, know, you get something that says made in China, it's crap. No. I, it, yeah, You're using an iPhone that you love, and it's made in China. You're using an iPad that you love, and it's made in see, China. See, this is the thing, and then those guys have to go through incredible manufacturing leaps to make their stuff usable. Like, that quality doesn't apply to everything made in China. Walmart's not over there cracking the whip on their crappy products that they're selling for bargain prices, you know? Yeah, but when China's producing, like, what, 60 70% of the world's manufactured goods, you know what? Yeah. Some some of that stuff is obviously pretty good because we're, we're buying it. We keep buying it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's part of their, their business culture, too. They establish themselves as, as the manufacturer, and then they try to cut costs by cutting corners as much as possible. Like, yeah. that's the way they increase profits. That's the way we increase profits. America does the exact same thing. That's why we outsource to China. In fact, that's exactly why we are doing it is to cut costs. Yeah, I don't I don't think you're right about that though. Like Well, how's it different? The way American apparel cuts costs is not by making shittier products, like using less stitches, using lower quality materials because we have like direct access to the manufacturers here well you're talking specifically about american apparel and they are famously american made brand but yeah. most brands are not like uh, uh most most brands they sell at macy's and uh like nordstrom all the brands they sell in at, at those clothing stores they all come from china they all come from pretty much the same factory they just change the uh, the stitching in the label pretty much well i made my point about china you disagree <laughs> that's fine <laughs> all right um you want to you want to yeah, get to a problem? Oh, I don't know. This is a rough episode, man. A rough uh, start. Why? I don't know. It's very rancorous. Uh, I don't know what the deal is. A stereo bit. Oh, you want to do an Asterios yeah, bit? Yeah, let's All right, it. here you go. Bringing you the biggest problems from the distant future, this is news from the year 3000. This week saw the release of a new type of drone, the hooker drone. The introduction of these precision-guided prostitutes has caused men to feel a wave of paralyzing confusion, as they're not sure whether to shoot them down or have mind-blowing sex with them. In a press conference, Emperor Trump's VP Dick Masterson said, quote, They fly around and watch you, which is bad. 
but if you give them a 20, they <laughs> until you're covered in chocolate sauce, and that's good. <laughs> to solve the conundrum, VP Masterson urged all men everywhere to drink until they thought of something. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. That's good. I want to hear what's under that beep, though. He better have written something. Yeah. We uh yeah we, we gotta get we gotta get the uncensored yeah club. yeah no it's good. A yeah, legion of horse riding, gun toting monkeys stormed into Congress and demanded that monkeys be given fair and equal access to their own Ghostbusters movie. Mm-hmm. The upstart <laughs> apes pointed out that we've had Asian Ghostbusters, trans Ghostbusters, mentally challenged Ghostbusters who were not good at busting ghosts but they got medals anyway, and even the self-hating Ghost Ghostbusters, but no monkey Ghostbusters. Production uh... on Ghostbusters Go Ape. Starts next Trumptober. <laughs> Go ape. Oh, man. Yeah, it's it's just a matter of time before we have an, ent- an entire Ghostbusters. You, you know, why Mentally don't we just pander? Ghostbusters. Yeah, why don't we just pander to all the different groups out there? Let's just have a bunch of trans Ghostbusters. I mean, we talked about this. Yeah. Yeah, it's so annoying. I'll do one more. AT&T Mobile Sprint Ryzen announced its best deal yet <laughs> on the latest model of Android Nuthugger. It's got an incredible data allowance of 15 kilobytes a month. That's enough freedom to view almost an entire photo of your ex-girlfriend on Facebook every month. And if you hit the data cap, you can now plug the phone directly into your arm and pay for more data with convenient blood. There you go. I love it. (laughs) Ah, good job. Good job, Sirius. Thank you. From the year, hailing from the year 3000, what other podcast brings you news from the future? I don't know. News that hasn't happened yet. Bring us a problem from the future right now. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. All right, man. Here's a problem from the future. Good transition, dick. Well, it was. Yeah. No, I agree. That's (laughs) what I'm I'm saying. Human robots. (laughs) How's that that for a problem from the future? Yeah. Human robots. Uh, And when I say human robots, dick, I'm not talking about actual androids. I'm not talking about- Because those wouldn't be a problem. No. 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 That's what we all want. Yeah. We all secretly want sex robots, right? All that's the- all we want. Well, we want them now. Yeah. And that's what Oculus Rift is, man. It's it's a we're getting there. That uh, o- that uh, digital singularity is coming sooner than you think. You know what? I've been meaning to talk to you about that too. I saw some weirdo having sex with like an Oculus Rift yeah. online this weekend for some reason. I don't know. It was posted somewhere. And uh, I realized that your that should have been your entire argument. For the Oculus Rift. Well, I know that means a lot to you because the sex thing, but for me, uh, I, I like. Yeah. I like. I like to experience. First of all, Dick, every single experience you can have in real life, and I mean every, is better inside the Oculus Rift. You can have a better experience watching TV, going to Paris, mm-hmm. doing homework, whatever you want to do. You can do it better inside virtual reality. Yeah, but you can have sex with your wife and put an Oculus Rift on and make it like the hottest chick. Ever exactly, yeah, yeah. That's stop right there. Included. Sold. Well, that, that I would have gotten your uh, your uh, I would have curried your favor a yes, little bit more. Yes, yes. So yeah, Dick. I'm not talking about actual robots. I'm talking about people who act robotic, like they've had a set of instructions, yeah, a set of rules, and they can't fucking break them or bend them at all because they've been programmed to do those rules. Like I gave this example a long time ago about a, a girl who was going through airport security, and the lady at the front was saying, go through the first class area. And she said, "What? but it's first class. And she said, that's fine, I'm, I'm letting you go through. And she said, but it's first class. And yeah. she said, just fucking go. I, I get, remember that story? Yeah. I, I told, yeah. 
So that, that person has been so programmed rigidly to not break her code, her instructions, that she's become a fucking robot. That's th- uh, You brought in a problem very similar to this, Dick. It's the Nuremberg, Nuremberg defense. Nuremberg defense, And it's right? way up there. Yeah. It's like number nine right. on the list. It's essentially, it's essentially in that, uh, I don't know which is a bigger, uh, if it's a superset or a subset, but it's related to that problem. Dick, um, so coming back to L.A. from Vegas, I have been taking a bus. Because it allows me to get some work done. Uh, I can just pull out my laptop, and they have outlets. Uh, they have Wi-Fi. It's, it's kind of nice. I spend four or five hours in a bus working rather than uh, you know, uh, having to worry about my commute and going yeah. through airport security and sure. all that. It's, it's kind of nice. How's your book going? You uh, writing your book on there? Yeah, it, yeah, I am. Can actually. people ride the, buck, ride the bus and read it over your shoulder and get like, uh, a sneak preview? I've been watching that. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, <laughs> I've been watching that, buddy. I pull out my phone. And I turn on the camera mode, so it looks like I'm taking a selfie. But what I'm really doing is seeing. If do you really? I do. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're nuts. Uh, I feel like I feel like people peer over my shoulder sometimes. Hey, what's that yeah. guy doing? Uh-huh. More interesting than what I'm doing. Everyone's everyone's doing some stupid shit. Oh my gosh, this this woman eating funyuns the other day. This woman on the bus. She's just eating funyuns for it seemed like two or three hours. Yeah. Just eating the same bag of Funyuns. I'm like, finish the fucking Funyuns already. And she's like spilling them on herself. And, mm. and she's munching them like a rabbit. Have you ever seen a rabbit chew a carrot? Yeah. With her teeth. She's doing that with her Funyuns. Uh, anyway, man. So I go to get on the bus. And I walk up to the bus that's parked at the location. Right? It's not the location that it says on the map, but it's like four blocks away. I walk up to the bus. And... I start getting on the bus because it's right fucking there. I, I've already purchased my ticket. I'm ready to go. Let's do this, right? This guy comes up. He goes, oh, oh excuse me, sir. You, you have to go inside and talk to the driver. You can't get on the bus. I said, okay. So I went inside looking for the driver. Of course, uh, you know, it's, uh, he, everyone, everyone in a bus terminal looks schlubby. So no name tag, no nothing, right? So I couldn't figure out who the bus driver was. So I just waited outside the bus. And it's 15 minutes before departure. And uh, the guy finally comes out of the, the thing doing whatever he is he's doing, taking a dump or uh, eating, eating uh, Funyuns, whatever it is he's doing. He comes up to me, and I said, hey, um, this is the bus going to Los Angeles, right? And he said, uh, yeah, I, I, but you have to go to the boarding location. And I said, but this is the bus, right? He goes, you have to go to the board, boarding location. I said, but this is the bus I'm supposed to get on, right? What difference does it make? And, and the boarding location is four blocks away. He just wants me to walk four blocks for what? Well, that's where you board. <laughs> no. Why? Why? Why, guys? Why? Why are you being such a fucking stickler? Yeah. Who cares? It literally got him nothing. Yeah, you know what, though? Let me, let me tell you this, because I, I am in support of your problem, human robots. I don't think this is a great example. I'll tell you why. Nine times out of ten, he lets some dipshit get on that bu- bus in the wrong place, you are going to walk on that bus, take all of your clothes off, and shit in the aisle. <laughs> and then how is he going to explain that to his, to his manager? Like, well, how did this guy get... Well, how did this happen? Why didn't you tell him to go to the boarding area where we keep an eye out yeah. for stuff like this? And he's like, well, I don't know. He looked like a, he looked like a nice guy. Yeah. You know, or you know what you he do? He was taking pictures of people looking over his shoulder <laughs> with a camera. <laughs> he looked like he was interested in secure, personal security. Or you know what you do, man? You just let the person on the bus. Who fucking cares? Yeah. It costs you nothing. Just fucking do it. And if the, let's say the worst case scenario happens, Dick, everything you just said happens. I get uh-huh. on the bus and I'm a crazy person. I shit in the aisle. Yeah. You know what? I would rather take the fall and clean up that shit. I won't tell my boss. I'll just clean up the shit and take care of the problem. 
and then uh, you know, and then and then still let the next person on because that's <laughs> unlikely. That's really unlikely. And also, I don't look like a homeless person who's going to go just shit on the bus. You're the- riding a bus from Vegas to L.A. Yeah. You can't be too careful. Well, it wasn't a Greyhound. It was actually Bolt Bolt Bus. And I'm specifically naming the the brand, the name of the company, because I oh I got some stories about this Bolt experience. Good ones uh, or bad ones? Uh, mixed, mixed. Mostly like mm-hmm. the actual bus itself is really nice. But uh, uh, back to this guy for a second. So he was being a real hard ass about it. Like, oh, you have to go to this boarding area that's four blocks away. And it's fucking Vegas. If you guys, anyone outside the U.S. or anyone in the U.S. who's never been to Vegas, it's like 120 degrees. What's that in, uh, in, in Celsius? What's that, like uh, 60 something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's not 60. It's like, it's like 35, 38. It's, it's ridiculously hot. Wait, what is it in real human degrees? About 110 to 120 okay. degrees. And so, uh, and, and the bus stop, the, the pickup location is just in between two chain link fences. There's just two yeah. chain link fences. There's what no, do you want? there's no, there's no uh, canopy for shade. You're just standing there under the fucking hot sun. People die out there, guys. This is 120, like 110, 120 degree weather. You can't stand around in that. They, and then yeah, just, people can work in that, in fact. No, no one's no one's working in that shit. Not unless you're completely staying hydrated. So he, this guy just, you know, uh, made me walk four blocks. And and I thought about it, right, Dick? I, I thought, what possible rationale could this guy have to make me walk, right? And I thought, well, maybe it's because there are people who have reserved seating and he should let them on first. But I knew that because of the time of departure that it wasn't going to be a full bus. It was me, at, and I was right. At most, it was 15 people. Plus, I was one of those people who had reserved seating. Yeah. He's just being a dick for no fucking He's being a human robot. Oh, those are the rules. You have to... Be, 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 be. Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> just let me on the fucking... Bu- oh, wait, I, I, I can step on the steps here, or I have to walk four fucking blocks. What is it? Simon Says, dipshit? Just let me on the fucking bus. Yeah, okay. Let me give you a similar example. How about... Uh, Going into Dodger Stadium with a beer, and the guy's like, you can't bring that beer in here. Well, why not? Yeah. Is that a human robot to you? Yes. Because then you start letting people bring beer in where they're not supposed to have beer. What is it? What is it? Does it turn into mass chaos? It's not. I don't think so. I I think, yeah, but if someone brings in a beer, first of all, if they're doing open carry and they can see it, their supervisors might be watching and they can enforce that, right? Yeah. But if they're searching your shit and they're being hard asses and they're being, oh, you, they found your hidden flask or they found your binocular beer, yeah. fuck off, man. Just let the guy bring their beer in. We don't want to pay. We don't want to get gouged for your beer, okay. which is always a ripoff, right? Well, well yeah. What is, that, what is a regular beer? I think beer it's like Dodger? $12 or $16 now. 12 or $16? It's outrageous. Yeah, it's more expensive than, uh, I think it's more expensive than jet fuel and bull semen. <laughs> bull semen. Um, and printering. Yeah, like the one of the most expensive. Dick, yeah. have you seen that video online of uh, of the guy buying a, a large beer at um, at a it was a stadium. He bought a large beer and then he bought a small beer, and the the cost difference is almost double. So he he then took the small beer, emptied it out, and then took the large beer and poured it into the small cup, and it's the exact same amount. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, because they changed the the rim size, <clears throat> so one looks a little bit bigger than the other, but they're yeah. the exact same amount. Mm. Yeah. Huge. I think it was a hockey, a hockey stadium that did mm-hmm. this. Anyway, man, um, the, one of the worst examples, this is just a quick problem, but one of the worst examples of this is uh, parking attendants. Parking meter, like meter maids, when they give tickets. Uh-huh. I, was, I witnessed this one time. There was a guy who had his hazards on. 
And he had a permit to park in the neighborhood that he was in because uh, a lot of neighborhoods in Los Angeles are permitted, right? So this guy was running in and out and moving. He's moving his mother, he said. This parking attendant comes up and starts writing him a ticket. And he said, why? I have a permit. And he said, well, the permit license number doesn't match your driver's license or excuse me, your car license. So I'm going to write you a ticket. He said, but it's my mom's car and I'm helping her move. And this is just temporary. You can see I'm running in and out of the place. And the lady's like, I'm still writing the ticket. I, sorry, I already started. I can't stop. Which is bullshit, by the way. Uh, is, a, no, no. That, that, what do you mean bullshit? If they've started writing a ticket, they can't stop. That's fucking bullshit. Well, what do they have to explain? They have to account for every number. Yeah, that's the reason. No, no, that's a good law, though. Like, I know it seems like a bad law, but the last thing you want is a, as a cop or a parking attendant with the ability to start writing a ticket and then starting to barter with you whether or not you get out of this ticket. And I'll, wrong, and I'll tell you why. Not, not even one thought about no, that. Because I know, I know it's wrong, and I'll tell you why. Because, Dick, if you start writing a ticket and you accidentally type in the wrong number or the wrong name, you're telling me that they have to just keep typing that fucking ticket for the wrong number or wrong name? That's I want bullshit. it to be a huge problem if they fuck up writing seven numbers down no, on a if piece they, of paper. If they mistype one number, they can go back and erase it. And guess what? They can erase all of them. But they don't. Okay. They can. They can. They simply can, and they're choosing not to. And I know they can because I've dealt with parking uh, attendants, meter maids, very rare. But sometimes they're like, okay, man, yeah, um, just be more careful next time. I know you're a minute over. Mm. Uh, go have, have a nice day. It's like one in a million. Uh, but they, that does happen, and I don't see why, why not. I, I'm asking for a little bit of empathy. You don't have to be such a fucking robot. So this person moving his mom's stuff out of the apartment, he started, he's got, he started getting teared up. He's like, look, man, this is a 70, he's <laughs> okay. like, this is a $70 ticket. I can't afford it right now. I uh. just lost my job. I'm helping my mom move. She's sick. Let me just take the stuff out just for a minute. Helping people move. Big problem. Yeah. Well, the bigger problem here is this robotic attendant with absolutely no human emotions and just the inability to empathize on any fucking level. Yeah. Well, you, we all have experience living in Los Angeles, right? And yeah. like these permitted neighborhoods we all have experience in, a full 20% of the revenue generated by the city of Los Angeles comes from parking infractions. We've talked about that. So it's absolutely just a cash grab. It's a cash grab. That's exactly the same thing with the beer at the stadium. They don't want you to bring beer because it's a cash grab. Yeah, that's a different problem, though. This is... These robots that you're talking about, these specific examples, you got to keep one thing in mind. Most of the time, people take advantage. Like, if everybody goes to that separate location to load up the bus, all of a sudden you got a separate load-in zone. You know, people, people aren't capable of getting an inch of courtesy. You well, know? That, that, that they just, take a mile. This is, how, this is how people are. This is what exists is because we made it this way. It's a slippery slope argument, man. You, you can't say, oh, if we do one person, then everyone's going to do it. That's not always true. I mean, one person here and there, who gives a shit? Sometimes I, you do it. I do it. You, we talk yeah, about- I'm the worst person that you want. Parking wherever I want, taking advantage of things constantly. Like, those rules exist because without parking laws, we just park in the middle of the street. Well, that's a straw man argument. I'm not saying that parking laws shouldn't exist, and I'm not saying that meter maids shouldn't exist. They d absolutely do enforce laws sometimes that are necessary because if people do take advantage, but this was clearly not that example. This was a guy helping his mom move. But now you have to screen each person for judgment. Yeah. Like no, you don't. No, you don't, Sean. You just have to use your judgment because what if another they have bad judgment. Lots of people have poor judgment. Well, exactly. Yeah. Then then that's Most. that's this problem. It's it's these uh, robots who are just just programmed to do this 
this because they get kickbacks too, Sean. Let's not let's not say that this is like just Wait, them being kickbacks? good at their job. That hmm? bus driver gets a kickback for no, not, not that letting bus you board driver. early. Not that bus driver, but uh, the meter maid. The meter the maid. Bus- I'd like to see some. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, nefarious shit goes on, but I think yeah. that's a little bit of a bold statement. No, no, this like, is, this is a big scandal. True. No, I know that's true. LA He's Weekly like- did an article about this. They said that some of these uh, meter maids were making six figures because they're getting kickbacks because they hit their goals. They they have quotas. Yeah, they, that could, I, I don't that know if that's a kickback. No, they hit get, they get bonuses. I mean, what's yeah. the difference? What you call it a bonus, call it a kickback. They're getting kickbacks for for writing tickets. So, um another time I was out this at this Indian restaurant and this guy ran inside just for it couldn't have been more than a minute. Mm-hmm. He parked in the red zone right out front, left his hazards on, left his car running, his door open. He ran inside, grabbed the food, came back outside, someone was writing him a ticket. And he's yeah. like, I just ran in for a fucking second. Are you kidding me with this shit? And they're like, well, you're parked in the red. And then I looked over and this moron, this robotic idiot fucking subhuman piece of shit was also parked in red to write the ticket. Hey, fuckface, you can't be, you can't have a double standard. Yeah, like, they're uh, the law. What do you mean they can't do, have a double no, standard? No, they can't park in red. They're not emergency vehicles. They can't park in red ever. Oh, meter maids can't? Meter maids can't. No. Mm. There's no double standard. Meter maids can't park in red. If the the red zone is there, the argument there is that the red zone is there for our safety. You're not supposed to park your car there. So if this meter maid was making that case that you're not supposed to park in red, why is she parked in red? Uh, I don't know. So let me ask you a question. Would you just prefer everyone to use their own judgment? Like, is that honestly what you'd want? Yeah. Uh, not not everyone all the time, but generally, yes. The only time I want people to follow the rules to the T is when it comes to life and death situations. Um, if you are on an airplane, and and, and even then, there can be some, some scenarios that there can be exceptions. Mm-hmm. But if you're on an airplane and uh, it's your responsibility to open the emergency door, follow the rules. I'm not saying you should put a little spin on it. <laughs> Don't, you know, those are the only times I, I that generally... Follow the rules. But other times, yeah, use your judgment. Why not? Why is, that, why is that a bad thing? Because people are opportunistic and sue happy, and this is what it creates. So you think that it could have opened him up to a lawsuit had he let me on Let's four just, blocks earlier? Yeah. Yeah, because what, what, what happens then? Who's, who Nothing. else you got to let on? There was already I'm one just, person I, on there. You know, I, I, don't, I don't care if he lets you on earlier or not. I'm just explaining why I think we're at this point. I yeah. think there are a lot of better examples of human robots, too. Give me an example. I'm sure you have one. All politicians, how they all sound like a computer reading a teleprompter. This is, uh, these are the people running the world. The fact that we think this is good. We watch these people recite essays written by think tanks, and this is, this is somehow good to us. Yeah, well, how, I mean, it's not... What, what's a specific example of somebody who is following the rules to the T and... To, to the detriment of other people. A human robot following the rules to the detriment of other people? Yeah. I can't think of one off the top of my head. What did I bring in for the Nuremberg defense? People at Comcast? Comcast, uh, yeah. Because I think a lot of judges... Oh, I think mandatory sentencing is a version of that. I think a lot of judges follow this to uh, and uh, ruin people's lives. Yeah, anyway, man. Human robots, that's my problem. You got any more examples? I feel like it's a great problem. It's not getting a fair shake. Because I totally agree with you that people are on autopilot... Even their even like reactions to things are all robotic. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a society of robots. Like the the vision of everyone's vision of reality that they have in their head is what they live every day. And if you don't, what whatever exists around them means absolutely nothing to that. Like they're going to treat you and respond 
to every stimulus they get in accordance with their version of reality. That's very robotic to me, and nothing will sway them from that. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I wish that they had a version of reality and then adhered to it rather than whatever programming or instructions that they got. Uh, I mean, that's essentially the Nuremberg problem. This, this whole problem of just do what I say no matter what, appeal to authority, listen to authority, that's what causes uh, yeah. uh, the rise of Nazis. That's what causes that uh, – what, what the, what's the, the Milgram experiment, right? The Milgram experiment? Milliken. Milliken? Was it Milliken, the, the, the prison camp experience where they no, electrocuted no, no. the They told people to electrocute yeah, people that's in the, the other one. room. Right, right. It's Milligram, Milligram, right? Milligram. I don't Milligram, remember. I don't know. That, that experiment is a perfect example of human robots because they're instructed to do, to do something, and in spite of their better judgment, they keep doing it because they are appealing to authority. They're just, and I'm not using that in the fallacious sense. I'm saying they're, they're appealing to authority, uh, doing exactly what they're told, no matter what. That's a huge problem. Yeah, I think this is one where it's hard to come up with uh, specific examples all the time, but I think it's one that everybody out there relates to. Yeah, yeah. but everyone out there also is. Like I'm sitting on, a, I'm driving a bus, getting chewed out for minor infractions, and somebody comes up saying, "Hey, can I board here instead of over there?" I'm like, "Oh, fuck you! Leave me alone! I'm just trying to sit here eating my twig, eating my endless bag of funyuns, and drive this <laughs> bus. Go wait with everybody else. You don't like it? Manage your time better. You know? I showed up early." I thought that was <laughs> no, the location. That's the first fuck up. I, show, I showed up early. I thought that was the location. Oh, and then this guy. Oh, man. So we're loading our luggage onto this bus. He just stands there watching everybody just load it. It's like you have one. It's your fucking job, man. And even if it's not, let's just say it's not in your uh -huh. job description. Because every other bus I've driven, they, they help you load your stuff on and off. Because you shouldn't have to manage other people's baggage. If you put your bags on in the bus on the in the far back, because it's all it's all uh, it's it's like a queue, right? First in, last out. If you put your bags in, then someone puts their bags in front of yours. You mm -hmm. have to move their bags. Well, you shouldn't be touching other people's belongings. You shouldn't be rearranging their bags because then you're fucking liable for it instead of uh, this, this shithead bus driver who's not doing damn thing. He's just standing around looking at his cell phone, being an asshole. And then like halfway through uh, the bus ride, someone's text messages kept going off or something. And he came on the intercom just booming, like louder than the voice of God that you see in movies. You know that voice you hear? Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. thunder? It's louder than that. He's like, whoever's cell phone that is, turn it on silent. Like, wait a minute. That's great. Yeah, you want to well, go on a whole bus ride with some obnoxious bitch's cell phone blinging off the whole time? Or obnoxious man. You know, could be yeah, either one, yeah. I guess, if we want to live in a fantasy world. But <laughs> if that's, I'm, that guy's a fucking hero. Give him a sash. Give him a medallion. Uh, give him a Nobel Peace Prize because he just prevented someone from getting murdered. Dick, maybe maybe my, my opinion of this man has been soured because he's such a bitch. That's All right. Point. Hey, today's show is brought to you by Harry's. Please visit harrys.com and use the promo code BIGGESTPROBLEM to save $5 off your first purchase. I know 100% that the code works. We know 100% that the code works. Stop saying that it doesn't work. Go to the site and use it. You get $5 off your first order. Yeah. $5 off your first order. It's, it's, a, it's a good deal. Um, I got an email, Dick, from somebody about Harry's. He said uh, he, sent, he sent them an email. He said, I've made a huge mistake. This is two Harry's. <laughs> okay. Well, huge, and he puts in quotes, might be a slight exaggeration, and depending on your economic background, might be considered an extreme one. Long email already. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a long one. He says, regardless, a mistake was most certainly made by yours truly. Let me explain. I listened to a podcast called The Biggest Problem in the Universe. I listened to it every week since it first aired. Before each episode, one of the hosts 
a one Dick Masterson, whose name is definitely not real. <laughs> a what? <laughs> mentions that your company, Harry's, is the principal sponsor, and he seems pretty excited about that fact. Frequently encouraging his listeners to purchase your items because they're just so good. He's always telling and retelling the story about your company being so impressed by a razor manufacturer plant in Germany. Y'all bought it. To use as your sole supplier. Cool, I guess. They know what a fucking ad is. We don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to read them the Wikipedia of what is an advertisement. Yeah. Funny, <laughs> hey, where are you going? So he said, I recently purchased one, uh, two of your Truman kits, one for my beautiful face and the other one for my girlfriend's beautiful legs and things. <laughs> dot, All dot, right. dot. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the mistake was made. I forgot to enter the promo code. Now, I know what you're okay. thinking. Tough titties, dude. You already checked out. First off, rude. Second, really? I guess I'm just asking for my $5 discount. But now that I think about it, that seems kind of silly. Or maybe not. Honestly, that's for you to decide, but $5 is a burger and a soda at In-N-Out, so consider that while considering my plight. good. That's a good burger, too. Two ads in one today. Yeah, it's a good burger. So Harry's replied to this this guy. Uh, They said, hi, I don't normally do this, but given the effort in that email, I will refund you. (laughs) I'll refund you. You should see $5 pop back into your account within the week. If you have any follow-up questions, please let me know. I'm happy to help in any way. Happy shaving. All the best, Harry's. What a great company. First, first of all, yeah. let me say this. The phrase, I don't usually do this, I yeah. don't do this all the time, ah. means exactly the opposite of that. <laughs> that means I always do this. So no. I guess if you ordered without putting the promo code in, send them a way too long of an email. You know what, man? That's Harry's is exactly the example, the counterexample of what I'm saying. They are not human robots. They're they're like, you know, we're gonna bend the rules a little bit. Okay, we like your emails, cheeky. Here you mm. go. Here's five bucks. They're human humans. They're human humans. What if their policy is to always give a refund though? Then they're uh, then they're robots. Uh, hey, um, yeah, go to go to Harry's.com, use promo code biggest problem to save five dollars after first purchase. All right. You wanna get to my problem? Yes. My problem is man buns. Man buns. Yeah, How's we all problem? know what man buns are, right? The yeah. greatest, the best looking look, no, hair no. look for the most sexual of men. No, right? It looks it like a, <laughs> looks like a fucking loofah on the back of your head. Yeah, it's a it's a symbol of power. I think we all agree, like it, a samurai warrior. It's except a symbol. with a dick for a sword, <laughs> yeah. right? Is that what we all know man buns to be? Yeah, your noodle. Uh, it, it's not a symbol. It looks like you're a genie. I just see a bunch of genies running around. Oh, yeah. You know? And I'm going to make all your wishes come true, ladies. That's what a man bun says. Yeah, I wish I'm a genie. man bun would go away. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> all your worries are going to be like Robin Williams. Totally dead. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of genies. <laughs> I got, oh. about a, I got about 100 emails. I got, I got 100 e- emails this week. 50 of them were making fun of me for the recent Rick and Morty episode yeah. with guys with tiny faces. That's, I so saw that. fuck everyone who sent me that. The other 50 were how man buns apparently cause baldness. Traction yeah. alopecia. Mm-hmm. Traction Tor- alopecia. Traction isn't torsion? That was uh, torsion. Well, the article I read says traction. No, I think I was it's wrong Traction, okay. Because torsion is like a twisting. Traction is... Pulling. Pulling. Yeah, okay. True. Mm-hmm. Like a tractor. Traction alopecia is hair loss that occurs after persistent, gentle pulling on the roots over several hours or days. Ooh. Yeah, unlike a hair pluck, which is painful, persistent, gentle pulling may gun- go unnoticed until bald spots or alopecia start to appear. So is this a, Dick, is this a problem unique to men? Because if you think about it, women do this all the time with ponytails and pigtails. Well, that's what pissed me off first about this. So I, when I first started 
twirling my hair up into a little man bun right Be- before become, it had yeah. yeah what go ahead becoming a woman yes go on yeah <laughs> uh, before it had caught on right yeah. like I'm oh, always at the uh, front mm, of these what go ahead it's been a thing for like six years man you didn't have that that long six years yeah his, hipsters and Silver Lake's been rocking the man bun for Maddox. for a while Maddox don't don't say these crazy embarrassing things fashion trends do not last six years all right let's start there Facebook rises and falls in six years yeah. man's bun's been around. For a, a small amount of time in the zeitgeist. Anyway, when these when these girls first started doing it to me, because when you have long hair, girls always want to touch it. They yeah. want to touch it. They want to do it. They want to put it inside them. You know, they Gross. want they want it. They want it. They, you know, not necessarily that way. They want to put it in their mouths as well. Oh, yeah. So they would wrap they would wrap my hair up in these impossibly tight buns, yeah. and I would say, "What the hell are you doing? Right? This can't be good." This can't be good for you. Right. So yeah. I'm like, darling, this is way too tight, right? This can't possibly. She goes, oh, you guys, you're always so sensitive about your hair, right? Yeah. That's the line I always hear. We're like, yeah, because it's like, um, it feels like Russian roulette every year that it doesn't fall out. Like, cause I need, I want it. I don't want it to go. I don't want to upset it. It's like a, it's like a harvest God. It's not your so hair bad. It's for not men. so bad. What, Maddox, have you seen yourself? (laughs) (laughs) You you know, fuck you. I don't need this shit. It is. You're like worshiping a fertility god. Like, please, please, I don't know what you want me to do. If you want me to sacrifice a virgin, you want me to kill a bunch of cows, whatever you want to do, I'll do it. Please let me keep my hair. Oh, no, dude. You're so fucking off on this. Look, man, given the option, I would rather have hair than not because then I can always have the option to not have it because I can always shave. Uh-huh. But not having it is still fucking cool. Look at, uh, it's a, it's a, uh, men who are bald or balding look powerful. That's a fact. Look at What the, do you mean it's like a Captain, fact? Like Captain Picard. They actually did a study where they showed a bunch of uh, people different, uh, different hairstyles on men and- consistently across the board anyone who was bald they were like that's authority they just look at it as what a, yeah it's a very authoritative who put on this study bald men <laughs> yeah <laughs> no uh yeah no look into it I, I they look at different hairstyles and stuff and they especially analyze like presidential looks um uh it's because they were looking at obama's hairstyle versus bush's versus clinton's and so on and so forth they don't have hair though who yeah, is a they bald have hair. president. No, but uh, Obama, Obama has a very, like, short cut. But, uh, again, the example, Bruce Willis, uh, famous bald man. Captain Picard, famous bald man. What's his name? Um, Patrick Stewart, the real guy. Yeah. Yeah. And what's his name? The, uh, the guy, the transporter dude? Jason Statham. Statham, yeah. That's what I look yeah. like. Jason Statham. Well, John Wayne Gacy, did he have hair? Yeah. No, yeah. he had plenty of hair. He uh, had a man bun. Oh, he did. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, I got some. I got another study about speaking of looks. Okay. Here is a survey of women asked what they think about man buns. Uh, 27% hate them. It's a lot. 27% of women hate man buns. Yeah. I thought it'd be higher. Yeah, that's what that's, well, uh, that's way, well, off, hold way on. off. It's 100%. Thir- don't like them, 35%. So now we're well above 50. Like them, 24%. Yeah. Uh, uh, really like them, fourteen percent. But you know, you ask women, just do you like? You, what do you do? You like guys? And they're go. like ninety percent. No, don't like. Like, <laughs> come mean, on, who, who can a, trust a, these? Who can trust these numbers? No, that's that's accurate too. It's a hundred percent. hundred percent of women don't like guys, and hundred percent of women don't like man buns. They yeah. just don't like anything that guys can rock. Okay, what do you want? How do you want to defend this dick? Have you Why? ever worn a wig? Yes. What did, what did you think about? How did that go? It's fucking cool, man. I have this wig. 
that I wear. I got it a long time ago because I needed. It's a big afro, God and I got it. it. I got. I got That's it a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. No, I, wear, I wear it out sometimes. Did I, you mean to hide his baldness? Yeah, I meant oh, like a normal wig, like a toupee. Yeah. No, fuck no. But I got this afro. You don't think you're not interested? That would be funny, no. don't you think? They all look fake, man. They all look goofy. And also, I'm I'm comfortable with who I am, and I'm comfortable with my with my hairstyle uh, or, or lack thereof. Okay. But uh, I got this. I got this afro a long time ago because I needed pubes for a costume. So I just snipped off some of the hair and I used it for pubes. And then I had this afro laying around the house and I thought one day, I'm going to wear this out. You know, whatever, fuck it. And it became my party, my party fro. Because every time I go to parties, I wear this thing. And you've seen me, Dick. You've seen me wear this thing to parties, right? Yeah. I show up and people, it looks, <laughs> what's that? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. You got all these props for parties. You need a yeah. big afro wig for I parties. I don't need it. It's, it's, a, fun, it's a fun enhancer. It's That's what of, it is. It's a lot of attention. For, for one person. It's a fun enhancer, and I usually wear it to parties where other people are dressed up. So I wear my party fro, I got my cape, look like a fucking badass. I'm just, yeah. I'm go, every time I go to one of those parties, I make a stop on, at, at uh, Pussytown on my way home. That's right, that's right. Population me and the babes. Yeah. Babes, multiples. Yeah. Well, that's my problem. It's pulling out, it's pulling out hair. How can you how and how can you not have such a beautiful look that will also pull out your hair? It's like the ultimate catch twenty two. <sighs> no, right? it's not, Dick. Because one of those you, one of those uh, presumptions is false. It's not a beautiful look. It looks kind of. It's just a goofy, stupid trend. Wait, how long are you gonna rock this thing? I don't know. I um, you, I'm and, working on something with you know Justin, the guy who directed our live show. Yeah, Justin Donaldson. He directed our live show. He also runs the um, Tournament of Nerds show at UCB Theater with Hal Rudnick. It's a really funny show. It's uh, uh, one of our good friends. So you're working on something with him, so yeah, you have to keep the man button. Yeah, then I'm going to cut it. They, and then you're going to cut it? cut the hair. It's, it's, fu- it's, it's unwieldy. It's a real pain in the ass. Yeah, you, here's what a pain in the ass it is, Dick Masterson. Uh, you have pins in your hair. Like a pins? bobby pin, bobby pins. No, I don't. It's a or it's just a hair scrunchies, tie. hair ties. It's not a scrunchie. It's like Man. a piece of elastic. I seriously, not- I find I find like scrunchies. <laughs> no, you've had. I found it's your not fucking scrunchie. scrunchies, dickhead. I found your Twitter. This your is hair not pulls. a scrunchie. I, I know, maybe not what you're currently wearing, but you have worn I scrunchies. Not, I have not worn oh, a scrunchie yeah. that was mine. Uh-huh. That I not that I didn't get that night from some girl. I do not have a scrunchie in my apartment. Well, maybe not now, but I have found. Do you know what is a scrunchie? Here. Yeah, I know what is a what scrunchie. What is it? It's a, a little hair tie, a hair pull. But it's puffy. Like a ru- oh no, okay, not that. What what am I talking about? The hairband. You're talking about just an elastic band. But what are those things specifically called? With the two little beads on it? No, not that, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm sure... You- Telling everybody I wear scrunchies. It, you don't even know what it is. What's the one that's not fluffy? It's just a band. A hair band, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I see those around my apartment. I think, oh, man, my ex-girlfriend leaving. Those are not still mine. Funny. They're yours, dude. Why would I have hair ties at your apartment? I have one on me. I found your hair. T- this was a long time ago. This was actually even before the podcast era. Uh, I think about a year and a half ago. But I found some, and there were bobby pins and, and, and hair things. And uh, the girl I was dating at the time, I said, hey, what the fuck? Don't leave these around my apartment. It's a huge pet peeve of mine. And then she's like, it's not mine. And I was like, oh, it's fucking dicks. Oh, Maddox. She's lying. No, it of wasn't. course it's hers. It was of where you were sitting. It's hers. It was where you were sitting, Dickhead. She I remember. She framed me. She put Stop. them over there to leave them to spite you because she knew it pissed you off. Bullshit. Bullshit, right, man. Anyway, it's a goofy. Look, uh, when you started rocking this thing, Dick, I thought, huh, that's interesting. Why? Were you like, if we were in the seventies, I feel like you would be wearing bell bottoms. You, you said, uh, yeah, of course. You said earlier, are awesome. You said earlier that that uh, style trends don't last more than six years. Is, is that what you said? Yeah, they like they 
come in on a burst, and then they taper out, and then they come back in 20, 30 years. Right. But they, they usually last for a decade, and that's why decades have their <laughs> Sorry, specific wait, looks. what? They yeah. usually ask, last for a decade? Yeah, about eight years. It takes the first two years of a new decade for that style to catch on, and then it uh, it hits its peak about three or four years into it, then it's on its decline. And now that's what you're seeing right now is the, the hair bun's going out, and you're moving on to the next thing. But that's what happened with in the 90s with flannel. That's what happened in the 80s with big hair and, and fluorescent. And uh-huh. that's what happened in the 70s with bell bottoms. That's what happens. That's what ha- that's what's happening right now with hipsters and skinny jeans and man buns. You're seeing the decline, and that's why these articles are coming out. Now it's not getting cool, so you're going to move on to the next thing. No, I'm going to move on because of safety. That's why, <laughs> because, because of, of health safety. reasons. All right, you got another? Oh, we're already at an hour. Well, um, I wanted to, you know what? Uh, yeah, bring it up. I don't know if, what, what do you got? You got something good to talk about? Because I really want to, I wanted to talk about knee-jerk reactions that we saw a lot of this week. I wanted to talk about the Pope coming into our government, our Congress, and telling us how to run our shit. Well, uh, my problem's long, so do, do another nah, one. my problems are long, too. Okay, well, do you, want, just, you tease the, the Trump thing. You want to oh, talk about- fuck, you want to you hear about Trump? Yes. Okay, do you have the clip? I do. Okay, so my life coach calls me out of the blue like a month ago, and he never has something that must be done. Like, he calls me urgently. Yeah. And his, the only other time he's called me this urgently was when we had to buy AR-15s that were on sale. They yeah. were on sale, yeah. $700, a great deal for an AR-15. Yeah. And January 1, California was starting to uh, register long guns. Right. So we had to buy them immediately. It's urgent. It's urgent. So he's like, meet me at Turner's gun store after work. We got to buy these AR-15s. Yeah. And he was totally right. Right. Great life coaching. Sure. Right. Now we both have AR-15. Now we have matching AR-15s. Get, you guys go on a date together. Take yeah. your AR-15s. Go to an open carry event. Annoy everyone. Do it. Do you know? Do it up. Go to a Starbucks and harass people. Leave some bobby pins. Yeah, leave bobby pins <laughs> oh, around everywhere. Fuck you, Sean. <laughs> so he goes, "You got to buy this. You got to buy a ticket to this Trump event." Yeah. Right. It's a hundred bucks. Oh boy. It's oh boy. What? That's this is the urgent thing he's calling you about to buy a ticket to this Trump event. Yes, but it's that's Maddox. You got to act fast. Yeah. This was aboard the USSI. This is aboard a battleship. You know, yeah. Trump. Trump usually speaks to like hundreds of millions of people. A noted warrior. He's doing a speech on a battleship. Yeah. Yes. Go on. And this is an event where you can talk. Where you can you can be one of a thousand people. Whoa. You know. This is please a thousand. It's, yeah. uh, Trump's pulling a thousand people. Holy shit! No, that's the, that's all that. Are you fucking listening to this <laughs> at all? Or are you just drawing caterpillars? Don't worry about what I'm drawing. You draw. You do it all the time too. Not while you're talking. This is the only time you can see him in that small of a group because that's all the people that can fit on the battleship. Ah. Okay. Okay. So of course I'm on board. Yeah. And because you know it's a, a military charity that was later found to be. Uh, dicey, uh-huh. like somewhat fraudulent. <laughs> Which one was it? Uh, I don't know. It's the like the veterans Wounded for strong military. Yeah. No, no, no. It's not one you've ever heard of because it was okay. only like run by one guy. All right. as it turned out, yeah. and, I, and I don't know if it was real charity. And I don't give a fuck. So the day rolls around. The Trump rally rolls around, right? And we already have our Trump hats, right? Our red and white matching Trump hats. Make America great again. Of course, all sure. in caps, sure. so it's unreadable. So America's a real shithole. We got to make it great again, Maddox. It's full of. Militarized police uh-huh. and slacktivists yeah. and human robots yeah. and uh, gourmet dog food. Mm. It's a horrible place. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so we show up about, you know, a couple hours early to start drinking right. down in San Pedro where I mean, the U.S.S. Iowa is. Yeah, you have to if you're going to a Trump rally. 
I, I think so. Are you being sarc- you're being you're not being sarcastic, right? Uh, I mean that in that you have to be drunk to endure him. Oh, why? But who you, you were who do the you party. Wanna, who do you want to endure? Who do you not have to be drunk to endure? Like who's giving a speech where you're like, oh, I really want to be sober so I can take in these talking points. Oh, Ross the Boss Perot, buddy. Yeah, he came right. back. Yeah, we're gonna be outside. We're gonna be outside in the sun. So we're like, might as well have a six beer, seven beer buzz on. But there's right? like a party atmosphere for you, right? You're going. Oh, in, you're going yeah. Into, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's why. So we hop in the Uber to get to the USS Iowa, and what do I see on the horizon? A shitload of protesters. Huh? So I'm like, oh boy. Hey, dude, drop us off in the middle of the protesters, <laughs> right? <laughs> and my good. life coach is like, uh, are you are you sure about that? And I said, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get in a fight with one of these protesters. Okay. So the Uber guy's laughing now, and I said, hey, hey, Uber guy, if the news interviews you after this, tell them the last thing I told you was, I'm going to go get into a fight with these protesters. Good. Right? So he's like, all right, all right, great. So we get out, uh, get in the middle of these protesters, and immediately the whitest guy in the world comes up to me and starts screaming about how I'm a racist and a bigot. Huh. Right? Like a guy with how a goatee. How did he know you? <laughs> Rolls right off. The accusation rolls right off your tongue. Yeah. That's the word. Right, right off your I'm, tongue. I'm so tired of that, man. What? I'm so tired of just like the blanket characterizations of all conservatives as being racist or the blanket characterizations of all liberals being, uh, uh, what, communists Pussies. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Big, yeah big money pussy. grubbing, gun I'm grabbing. I'm so tired. It's a, such a lazy argument. It's just immediately hurl racist. Racist and bigot towards just because they're conservative. Yeah. And, uh, I mean- you know, if, if if the conservative, the far extremes of those movements, like the Ku Klux Klan, white nationalists, they do generally tend to vote the conservative. Nazis were liberal. I mean, let's not let's not say any party has a um, monopoly on bigotry and racism. I, I I think it's too simple to just say Nazis were liberal or conservative or whatever. They they had a mixed. They were kind of a mixed socialist. Mixed bag. National national. They socialist hated socialists. No, they were they hated socialism. The, not, what, the fascists? Nazis? Yeah, they it hated was called socialists. the National Socialist Socialists. German Workers Party. Right, yeah. but they hated they hated uh, communism. No, they, yes, right? they hated communism. Yeah. Communism. Correct. Okay. Socialism was big thumbs up. Social. Yeah, but socialism. Uh, anyway, it's complicated. We're getting into. Anyway, okay. So but I, hate, I hate what they did to you. That's oh what, yeah, yeah, it's great, and I'm yeah. I'm laughing hysterically. I mean, this can only go one way. Yeah. Right. This yeah. can only go. You are. You think you're a good person, and you're ready to start beating someone because they don't agree with you. Right. Like I win. Yeah. I win. You yeah. can't beat it. You can't beat that win out of me. Yeah, Who, who's half Mexican? Yeah. Yeah. What? That's the that's the greatest part. Would he have said that? Well, if he knew you were half oh, Mexican. Oh, of course but not. Racists can be Mexican. The racists can be black. Racists, well, of course, but yeah. a white person isn't going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mexicans can't be racist. How dare you say that? <laughs> so we're going through, and all these protests. Most of these protesters are having a good time because they're paid to be there. You know what I'm saying? Like, all their signs are perfectly uh, kerned and illustrated. Oh, hold on. That's a conspiracy theory. Who, who's paying them to be there? The group for illegal immigrant advocacy. You they think? Pay, yeah, they, because when they get that pro, those protesters on the news, yeah. they get an ad for their advocacy group to bring in more revenue. Do you, is this a theory of yours, or do you have any evidence for this? I didn't even know this. There was a question. I thought this was common no, practice in politics. Yeah, it has been for a long time. Yeah, huh. I, I didn't. I didn't even know they were secretive about it. Oh, it's, it was just comical to me to see all the people like so. Like you imagine a protesting group, you would imagine like kind of a like a rebel 
alliance group, whereas like there's a ragtag group of people who maybe came out after work and cobbled some signs together. But yeah. these these people look like they look like the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Like okay. they're immaculately all their shirts match, all their signs match. It's it's, it's, it's bullshit. Yeah, like the controversy, the protest is bullshit. Okay, they're all paid to be there to me. Yeah, so I'm having a great time, right? Whatever. Um, we get up there, Wink Martindale. As I said, introduces Trump. Yeah. And on cue, the protesters come up and start screaming. Right. Once we get on the ship, we find out that uh, a lot of the seats were a thousand. There was like a thousand dollar seats mm-hmm. and a hundred dollar seats. Yeah. So I wedge in and force my way up into like the, the thousand. Per, yeah, the thousand dollar seats, and I'm like straddling this, straddling a bunch of veterans to try to get like a good, you know, sure. view of Trump. All right. Um. So Trump comes on, and he does his thing. And I start the Trump chant. Yeah, right? when well, Trump comes, what? you know, just Trump, Trump, Trump. 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 Okay. I, I totally started it. Good. I, yeah, it was yeah. awesome, and people were on board instantly. Right. Yeah. So after after the speech, he's in and out. He's got a big debate to to prepare for. Uh, he's doing his little circle of the dais. My life coach wants to bone out of there right away. He's like, "All right, I'm done. We got to go drink. Yeah, we got to start walking to the bar because our buzz is. We got about 20 minutes on this buzz. We need to get there." And order the drink, like just time, good time management. Yeah. Good, good buzz time management. Right. I'm starting to see the world as it really is. Right. We got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. And I'm like, no, we can push the time. We can risk it. I got to do something. I got to do something. I got to do, this is something else is going on here. I got to fuck with something over here. So I go, I see Trump walking around the stage. So I plant myself on the opposite side of the stage. Like, you know, like a sumo wrestler. Right. Right. Because there's, he is getting mobbed by reporters. Huh. Like, just a sick amount of reporters. I bet not Univision. He had them all escorted out of the uh, the premises. He threw them right off the side. Yeah. I don't think he, he made let Fox News out there either. Fox, really? No, he's been at war with everybody yeah, on yeah, Fox he's, News. Uh, he's From a boy- Megyn he- Kelly to the other guy. Oh, he's got a boycott yeah, on Fox News. That's true. So I plant, I plant my feet down there as yeah. he comes around. And sure enough, people are, you know, bouncing, bouncing off me, trying yeah. to get their yeah. nipples in on the action. Yeah. Like, no way, buddy, not these nipples. No. Right? So you're like fighting these poor veterans who are there who like genuinely No, they're reporters. Oh, reporters. They're all scumbag reporters. Okay. Yeah. So Trump crosses in front of me and fr- he's talking to this woman, and yeah. I'm like, just biding my time. I have my hat yeah, in my yeah, hand, yeah. my white, my beautiful white Trump yeah. hat that just got back from Burning Man. So he's the second he's done talking to this woman, I go, "Hey, Mr. Trump," and hit him with the right hat, right, <laughs> Mr. Trump. Can I get your autograph? And he's like, "Yeah." He, he nods, signs uh-huh. it, gets, gives it back to me. I said, "Hey, hey, you better win." Right? <laughs> <laughs> His face. You better win. <laughs> I, so, so then, right after that. I get mobbed by reporters. Yeah. The same reporters. Now, now they now they want a story because I'm the only person that's under like yeah. 105 at right. this event, right? So they're like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Yeah. Okay. So here's where I, I saw I saw this this uh, the the a picture of the event and some of the people there. It looked like it looked like uh, it was a, a like a crypt keeper let them in. It looked it was like the crypt keeper's uh, uncle military dad. Yeah. It's like the crypt keeper meets. Not not GI Joe, no, because they're all like old veterans. Yeah, and people show up to this event, and you're like, "Huh, I didn't know people from that war were still alive." Like, <laughs> it, it's like you know, Civil War era. Uh, they're wearing their <laughs> Confederate outfits and shit. Yeah, uh, there is. They're so old. So I was I was poached I was uh, perched up in the thousand dollar seats, right? right like right. right on the edge, adjacent yeah. of the thousand dollar seats. And one of the event organizers runs over, and she's like on her tiptoes, looking around. So I'm like, hey, what, like during Trump's speech, I'm like, what are, you, what are you looking for? She goes, oh, we have an empty seat. 
I wanted to get a veteran in it. So I was like, boom, got you. And I'm like, now I'm feeling helpful for some reason today. Hmm. So I turn around and spot a guy who is, uh, he looks he looks like he was dead. like, But he was obviously a veteran because he's got, you know, so many medals on him. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, hey, you, you get a seat up, up here. Cool. You get a seat, right? Yeah. And he uh, he shakes his head and points to his uh, his oxygen tank. Oh, meaning he I said a seat for a veteran. We get a yeah. seat for a veteran right yeah, up here. Yeah. Get up here. And he points to his oxygen tank and he's just like shrugs. He's like, no, don't worry about it. Yeah. So then I hear I turn back around to say like never mind to that woman yeah. and I hear I'm a veteran. I'll take that seat. And a guy, a guy uh, maybe a seven foot tall black yeah. guy yeah. who is like sounded exactly like Cool Sean uh-huh. just struts out from the crowd <laughs> like a superhero <laughs> and makes it like an immediate left and I was like hmm well yeah that kind of backfired but yeah. uh, anyway well play- is he, if he's a veteran he should have the seat yeah no 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 I agree I yeah. agree uh, so play the clip so after I get the hat signed I'm getting mobbed by these reporters and here's the interview okay this is from a Fox affiliate here's the clip. The Trump campaign taking center stage in front of this veterans group, representing hundreds of thousands of vets who are now endorsing Trump as he pledges to reform the VA. The veterans are going to go to private doctors, private hospitals. That's pretty good. Public hospitals. You gotta, that's a pretty, no, keep, keep going. I'm just saying, that's a pretty good plan, right? Oh, yeah. Sounds just like the prime plan we already have. we reimburse those doctors and those hospitals. But you can go to private doctors. No. Yes. And get get it paid for? Yeah. You totally can. Insur- you can have whatever insurance program you want, Dick. It's just now now that uh, now you can't get turned away for insurance. No, not insurance program, buddy. Veterans cannot, Oh, veterans. Veterans, veterans can't okay. go. Veterans have are slaves to the VFW. They get totally fucked over. Duh, no, they don't. My dad's a veteran. My dad My grandpa's a veteran. Okay. My dad's a veteran and he's he he goes to the VA hospital. He's always gotten gra- great service. He's not getting fucked over. I've had the opposite experience. Like he doesn't my grandpa doesn't even go anymore cuz it's so bad. But uh-huh. I mean that's another time. Yeah. Go ahead. And you're going to get the greatest service of any veterans in any country because you deserve it. Trump, in his speech of more than 20 minutes, under the huge 16-inch guns of the USS Iowa, cool. again firing on a familiar campaign theme. We're going to build a wall, and Mexico's going to pay for the wall. Yeah, yeah. Trump on him. Sure. We're going to do this thing, and Mexico's going to foot the bill. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Immigration reform, not only talking to this crowd, but it seems at times to the crowd of protesters dockside. When a woman who's nine months pregnant walks across the border, has a baby, and you have to take care of that baby for the next 85 years. Boo. 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 I don't know so, if I booed that. Yeah, women walking across the... Nine-month pregnant women are just walking across the desert. Maddox happens all the time. Yeah. Oh, that's, what the, that's exactly what's happening in, the, in Trump land. All right. All this before a standing room only crowd. Some paying as much as $1,000 a seat. Not me. Most getting their first look at candidate Trump. I came to see uh, if, if you know what all the rhetoric was about, and uh, he delivered better than I expected. Mr. Trump is the person that's America need the most. <laughs> His ideas. <laughs> that guy, Mr. Trump, is uh, the person that America needs the most. Yeah, really? Did you hear what he just said like three seconds ago? Idiot? Yeah. That, well, that guy. That guy sounded. He was. You his, think that guy's Hispanic? <laughs> Is my check in the mail. Yeah. Mr. Trump is the president. Okay, here we go. Are, are fabulous for our country. That is Trump works the crowd more than leaving his mark here. We go. He looked me in my eyes. He didn't say anything to me, but he gave me an affirmative nod like he was confident about his performance tomorrow night. He gave me a sense of pride. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> 
So oh. I had been interviewed by like three papers before that, yeah. and they all wanted to know, what did Trump tell you? What did Trump tell you? So by the time I got to the news camera, I was like, oh, baby, this is going to be so good. Like every interview I gave, it was a little bit stupider, yeah. the stuff I would put on. Yeah. So by that one, I was like, I'm really going to go for it. But don't fuck around, because then they're not going to play it. Yeah, right, right, right. And right. this is drunk, so... Right. I was going to say I was working at a handicap, but that probably was in my favor. You seemed you seemed drunk. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna post this clip on the website. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty incredible. It's fun to watch, Dick. But it's a it's a performance piece. Yeah. What? Are you are you, a, are you actually like into Trump? I can't I can't even tell anymore. Oh, well, let's talk about it next episode. Okay. Let's All talk right, about this. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Great clip. Great story. We're gonna post it on the website. All right. This uh, this episode is getting a little hairy. We should uh, we should probably call it there. Yeah. My problem this week was human robots. My problem was man buns. Man buns. All right. Don't go bald. Here's Asterios's news from the year 3000. Services at the Church of DeGrasse Tyson were interrupted this morning by an unknown man who rushed the altar and screamed that he does not, quote, fucking love science. A madman who claimed science was fine but shouldn't be used as a status symbol by dumbasses was quickly annoyed by the weak punches of the Tysonites and exited in a huff. What a monster. The federal government passed a ban on spicy foods today, oh. delighting citizens from Pussyton all the way to New Pussyburg. <laughs> the law was pushed through by bland food activists who are tired of experiencing what they call the mouth ouchies. In a statement, <laughs> Emperor Trump reaffirmed his call for all Emperor citizens Trump. to hunt down the last remaining spicy food holdout, the jetpack-wearing sky pirate known as Armenian Blackbeard. <laughs> yeah, that's me with the crown jewels. Oh, I can't wait. All right, last one. And finally, some quick stories off the wire. Best-selling video game of the year 3000 is officially cutscene the game. Congratulations. Oh. The seventh division of the Social Justice Warriors launched their biggest ever macro aggression against men who hold doors for women. Ten were killed. Corporate ass farming is becoming so large that some family-owned ass farms are going out of business. Consumers from coast to coast are complaining that Apple's new eye asshole is, quote, way too itchy. Still a bestseller. Haynes has finally answered consumer demand for a pair of men's shorts that's so big it blots out the sun. And 2,985 years later, burlesque dancers is still at zero at thebiggestproblemintheuniverse.com, leading to an all-out civil war between people who think burlesque dancers are just fat strippers with gender studies degrees who don't actually kick their clothes off, and people who are wrong. <laughs> Until next time, this is Asterios Kokodos reminding you that I'm a digital cyber demon and I'll never die. See you in the future, kids. Oh, awesome. great. I love that. Yeah. What a great bit. What a great bit. Asterios hailing to us from the future. Uh, one minor correction there. Uh, they, they've already made cutscene the game. It's called Heavy Rain. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I wish you guys knew at all what I, know, I was talking I, about. I, I've watched that game. I watched Heavy a Rain? Let's Play of it. Yeah. yeah. What, there's no Let's Play. It's just turn it on and watch a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, guys. Uh, and I've actually heard that about Metal Gear Solid 5, too, that there's an hour-long cutscene that you can't skip before you even start the game. An hour of my life I've got to sit and watch a movie before I play a game? Fuck you. Are you kidding me with this shit? What else? What? What else about cutscenes? That's it. Uh, <laughs> That's all I got. Fucking bit. Of course I'm voting for Trump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>